Oh, a squirrel. stated on Friday I needed to shave and you know what that means funny mustaches for a week yeah awesome good times oh good gravy Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Oh, man. Ooh, where are my sunglasses? It's a bright day. It's been really warm lately. Really warm. And, uh... Our house doesn't have any uh, air conditioning to speak of. I mean, it's got whatever window units we put in. But our house is also built in the 1800s, so keeping it... Well, any kind of temperature control is difficult. I mean, granted, the inner part of the house, the, the original part of the house, is will maintain temperature fairly well. I mean, it would maintain it really well if all the windows were replaced, but that's an expenditure we can't afford. But then, like, our main, like, Aislinn and I's room is part of an addition my grandfather put on. Um, and let's just say he is not a professional carpenter. He just, he put it in his mind that he was adding a couple rooms to the house. So, those rooms hold heat like a sieve holds water. It's, um... And or hold cool. Basically, it's the same temperature as it is outside. Pretty much. Pretty much. So that's... Where we're at. Right now. Um, we did something really interesting yesterday for the Popular Outcasts. Uh, for the very first time, we broke one of our cardinal rules. Never record without the three of us. Um, we've been having a lot of trouble scheduling a time where all three of us can get together lately. And it's been a major point of stress. And, um, last minute, like, less than 24 hours before, Mike Bennett found out that he read his schedule wrong and would not be able to make it. And, um, we weren't able to record next week. So, basically, it was either we record without Mike... Or we have a week that's blank. And that is the golden rule. Never miss a week. And we hope to never have to break that. So, um, Bill and I decided, well, I guess we're going to record some episodes. So, uh, our good friend of the network, Chris Rowell, 
of delusional loners and yes men fame decided he was going to come uh, he was able to hop in so it's the three of us uh, me Bill Russell and Chris Rao and we had a great time um yeah and uh from what I hear the plan is that Bill and Mike are going to get together and record a couple episodes just the two of them and that way we get a larger backlog to buffer um like scheduling mishaps like this from happening again this way I mean popular outcast the way we record we've never really been able to be too topical due to just the fact that we bank episodes but now we're planning on trying to bank a lot of episodes that way we don't run into issues uh, with like where we might have a, a week missed which is that's our kind of one of our cardinal rules is never break the schedule once a week every week until the end so if we ever miss a week that's a sign of the end of days for the podcast oh granted this won't be the one that drops at midnight midnight is still an episode we recorded a few weeks ago um so all three of us are there so you can enjoy that but the the following uh the first half of july is going to be just Bill, Mike, or rather, Bill and I with guest Chris Rao. And possibly the second half of July will be Bill and Mike. So, there we go. <sighs> I don't know if Mike and I will ever record an episode on our own. Um, not that that wouldn't be fun, but Bill runs the soundboard, and frankly, I'm not positive what he does. Like, not not that I don't think he's doing something, that I don't think I could do what he is doing. So there is that. Bill is pretty much, you gotta have Bill. And I mean, this really was his brainchild way back in the beginning. Um, and I mean, he's invested the room of his house and the audio equipment and two computers into this. So... I doubt there will ever be an episode without Bill. He is the podfather, after all, of central Pennsylvania. Went to a wedding this weekend. Um, been having some good luck with weddings lately. Um, I'm, you've heard my opinion on professional, like, big fancy pants weddings. Um, this is the second wedding in a row that was just out in the field, under a tent. Um... Short and sweet ceremony, like under five, like five minute ceremony. Then boom, everybody eats. Now this one, I only knew the groom, like in passing, and knew like nobody else there. Acquaintances at best, but it was really great. And like, cause going to a wedding where you know almost no one can go one of two ways. Well, okay, it can go several ways, but one of those ways is terrible, and it didn't. And it was a vegan wedding, I believe, and it was awesome. 
like had veggie burgers and fruit and cupcakes and it was fucking rad and um just and Morgan was, was came to this one because uh, my parents are still in Europe. I think they're coming back today. So she did a lot better than the last wedding she was at, in which she screamed the entire time and was supposed to be a flower girl, but that didn't turn out so great. And I was a backup groomsman, and man, I tell you fucking what. There are very, like, if anyone ever asked me to be a backup groomsman again, no fucking way. That sucked a lot. Way more pressure than I needed. Um, I'm carrying a screaming flower girl through the entire service. She's blowing her nose in my shirt and uh, silk tie. Just, it was awful. It was awful. And, now granted, there are... There's a select group of people that I would be a groomsman for, but they probably know I'd say yes if they asked me. If you're if you are on the fence, you're like, I don't know if Jeff would be a groomsman for me. I probably wouldn't, because that sucked a lot. Now, granted, that's this is all assuming it's a big traditional wedding. If it's like one of those out in the field five minute service weddings, I'm your man. I can do that. Um, but. Be considerate if you're having an outdoor wedding in June. Don't make me dress in a suit. Okay? Alright. Um, also, we are the people that are going to leave your wedding right after the food. Don't take offense. Our three-year-old has so much energy that the fact that she was quasi-well-behaved the entire, like two and a half, three hours we were there is a godsend. Um, and we felt very guilty for having to leave the wedding early, honestly. But we knew that she was getting hot and tired and it would be for the best to get her out of the area before the baby bomb went off and it was Tantrum City. And we took her swimming in my parents' pool while they were out in Europe, so that was pretty rad. And she was, she conked the fuck out that night, because we had her swim for the first time without a life jacket, um, only because my mom wasn't there, and she is the panic attack kind of person, so since, um, not referee, lifeguard Nani wasn't there, we took her swimming without the life vest. And I mean, yeah, she went under the water a couple times. Um, nothing quite like turning around, seeing your three-year-old six inches underwater and making eye contact with her as she's just with the look of utter, I have no idea what's going on on her face. And uh, granted, she was in arm's reach, so I just whoop, pulled her out and... Um, she's already learned that she needs to keep her mouth shut underwater. She learned that with the vest on, so she was fine. A little, um, shaken up, like, oh, what the fuck just happened? But, you know, <laughs> nothing she's going to be talking to her therapist about in later life. <sighs> Man. It's a pretty solid weekend, all in all. Um, I mean, not looking forward to a week of work, but... Who is? Lucky people. Lucky people look forward to their jobs. 
Um, I really hope to do that someday. That's a, that's a goal, is to be able to look forward to the job I'm going to. <sighs> I mean, ideally, I'd work from home, but, um... Last time I actually worked from home, I had to get up the same time I did when I commute an hour so I could hide from my daughter because if she knows I'm in the house, there's absolutely no way she'll leave me alone. And, like, to the point where she'll literally be pulling me away from my computer and I'm like, and she will just throw a shit fit if she knows I'm in the house and not giving her attention. Which that is, I mean, that's three-year-old. So, I literally have to hide all day in the office to get any kind of work done. (laughs) It's, uh, uh, but, what was I going to talk about? Oh, man, fucking real kind of circle of life kind of situation this weekend. The, um, our yard, which was originally my grandparents' yard, um, has a lot of fruit uh, trees in it. There are cherry trees, there are pear trees, there are apple trees. Now, granted, a lot of these are kind of wild, and we don't, like, cultivate them in any way. We don't snip buds. We don't um, use pesticides. So a lot of the fruit is, as you would originally find it, very small, and bugs get to most of it. Um... And also, like, we haven't pruned the trees, so a lot of them have gotten too tall to actually practically uh, pick any of the fruit. So that's unfortunate. But um, we've got two mulberry trees, and it's been a bad season for mulberries. Like, they're getting big, but they're not sweet. It's like... And for those of you who don't know what mulberries are, they're, they're a very similar berry to raspberries and blackberries but they uh they look very similar to blackberries but they don't have like the seeds um i mean i'm sure they do have seeds but they don't crunch like blackberries and raspberries and um they're a very sweet fruit but they're not they don't have the sour that raspberries and blackberries do and they like they've been getting full and plump and ripe but they're almost like little bags of water like they there's no sugar to them this year for some reason and I, I'm not sure why and it could be because the trees are getting too tall and the berries that get the most sun are at the top where only the birds and squirrels can get them so that could be an issue um, that we're just getting the and again if we had taken time to actually like prune them and uh, this year is the first year in a while that the wild raspberries have really taken because we used to have a ton of raspberries in the in just in the surrounding area around the uh, auto body shop and our house but then there was this one summer that like just there there was a lot of really bad windstorms and thunderstorms and it killed a lot of the plant the raspberry plants and like we'd get little bushes here and there but this year has been stellar for raspberries not great for the mulberries but we were looking where our raspberries usually grow and there was a lot um we're like awesome awesome but they're mostly red and um we went down to a plate a part of our property that we don't go that often and where there had previously been no raspberries there were a ton at least two to three pockets of big raspberry 
batches. And um, it's, it's incredible how much being in a patch of raspberries accesses, like, the primate part of your brain. Because I could be out there for hours just picking berries and eating them, like, hunter-gatherer style. And, like, and it was incredible because I remember a, a very fond memory from my childhood was just going and getting, air quotes, lost in the raspberries and just eating until I was sick. Um, and, I mean, they're, it's, they're not bad for you. It's raspberries. We don't put any pesticides on them. Like, they're just, they're a weed, essentially. And a weed that, oh, goddamn, I never am going to pick. Because shit do I love raspberries. And a lot of it is just kind of this raspberries mean grandma and grandpa's house, mean home. They are, they're a comfort food and then some. Because it also comes with the experience of, because you've got to, you've got to work for raspberries. You've got to get past the briars, the the, uh, thorns on the raspberry plant. And of course, all the best raspberries are in the center of the bush. So that means you have to fight your way in, and yet you come out like bruised and bloody, and like raspberry thorns sting too, like it's because you're. It's also that time of year, so you're sweating, and like, so you come out looking like you've murdered someone. Your hands and mouth are just like stained deep purple, and you've got cuts, like fine paper cut like cuts all over your body, but it was fucking worth it and you would continue to do it for an hour or more um and I had a very interesting like the cycle is complete moment when I took Morgan to the raspberry patches and Morgan's a smart kid I know that she doesn't she doesn't talk a lot like not a lot of full sentences and she tends to gesture to things rather than say what what she wants so, but I don't think that's a lack of intelligence. I think that's a, she just doesn't feel she needs to. Um, and she doesn't, she's in a very defiant age, so she doesn't listen well. Teaching her how to pick raspberries was the only thing I can honestly remember ever having to tell her once. I just, I told her as I picked a raspberry and handed it to her, get the dark ones and she went to fucking town just exactly the experience I just described to you from my childhood I watched my child do which was really an interesting thing like I mean granted like I've watched cartoons with her that I enjoy and that's like a shared experience but this was like this felt different this felt primal, just like teaching, going out into the air quotes wilderness of our of a field on our property and teaching my child how to pick berries herself just felt very I don't know like primal and it was a really great thing and of course I took videos of it on my iPhone because I can't just live a moment but <laughs> It was really great. It was a good feeling. Um, And just watching her, like, berries, berries, 
the dark ones, the dark ones, delicious, delicious, and it was awesome, absolutely awesome, and I look forward to, like, I, I don't plan on living on that house, in that house any longer than I have to, because it's a very old house, and nearly impossible to keep clean, um, and I mean, I want to live on the west coast, I don't know when that'll happen, but I plan to make it happen. And, but as long as I'm living in that house, that's going to be a tradition, you know? Me and Morgan going out to the raspberry patches and just going to fucking town. And to the point where I, I broke diet, because my diet is no sugars of any kind, and raspberries are a sugar. Now, granted, I didn't eat a whole lot, but I mean, I had to eat berries with her. Like, it was just like, I had to. And I mean, granted, it didn't really affect my diet because you can have a little bit of fruit here and there, but the point of the diet is to remain very strict and then get off the diet once you hit a weight you like, which I'm about 20 pounds away from the weight I want to be. I've lost about 30 so far since the end of April. So, yeah. And, like, it's to the point where I can see that I've lost weight. So, I mean, just for the fact that a lot of my clothes are baggy, where I barely fit into them before. So that's a great feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> Being a parent's interesting, man. You know? It's really... There are great things about it. There, It sucks a lot of time. But almost an equal amount of time, it's the best thing. So... You can't take it lightly. Like, you can't just, like, hey, let's have a kid. You've got a really... It's a weighty decision. You've really got to... Like, know what you're getting into. Like, know that it's going to blow. And especially... I'm sure I've talked about this before. But especially the beginning. Like, the first year... Almost two years... It sucks a lot. It sucks a lot more than it's awesome. But as we are getting into the uh, like the later toddler and more, I mean, she, I, she's a kid now. She's not really a toddler. She can run to the point where if she books, I have trouble keeping up. So I mean, great, and she she falls over a lot, but. That's just because she, she has, she can't, she doesn't regulate her speed well. She's just like, I'm going this way as fast as I can, and fuck the consequences. So often she'll like fucking wipe out, and and we've hit the stage where for that everyone went through it, where your parents' kisses heal any wound, like. It doesn't matter how bad it stings. If mommy or daddy kisses it, she's fine. Which is awesome because it ends a lot of tantrums now. Pardon me. And I mean, I called my mom and dad mom and dad. But Morgan is uh, ma, Aislinn is mama, and I am Didi. So, I'm not quite sure where that came from. but And it's not Didi, it's more like a Didi. Like a, a, a D-Y, D-D-Y, um, uh, Diddy, 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 
Um, but it's it's my name, so. Oh man. But that was it was a very kind of stop and smell the roses moment where you just granted I did have to bring out my iPhone and record some vines of it, but the majority of the moment was just experiencing the moment, you know? Like just the the world was only me, my daughter, and the raspberry bushes. And that was it. And I wasn't thinking about how much work was going to suck when I got there. I wasn't thinking about, what the fuck, Mike Bennett? How can you misread a schedule? How are we going to record a podcast with only two of us? I wasn't thinking about, man, I don't get paid for another week. How am I going to pay my bills? My bank card is like had to be canceled so I'm gonna when I get the new one in two fucking weeks I'm gonna have to change the bank card for my iTunes account I'm gonna have to change the bank card for my Netflix account for all of the the bills I pay with it I'm gonna have to change it like it's gonna be a major inconvenience and I'm going to forget about it and none of that was there there were three things me my daughter and those raspberries. And that was... That's something I don't have a lot of. My brain tends to overrun and overanalyze a lot of things. And it was a kind of, it was just letting go. Um, almost meditative. Just... Excuse me. Pardon me. It was a beautiful moment, and it. I'm going to be. I'm going to probably experience a bit of existential loss when raspberries go out of season. I mean, blackberries will be in season, but it's only for a couple weeks after raspberries. And it, it goes: mulberries, raspberries, blackberries, and. Mulberries and raspberries run at the same time, but as the raspberries start to darken, the mulberries tend to be on their way out. And um, now the raspberries we found are in direct sunlight all the time, so they actually darkened a little early. So that there's two large raspberry patches. One is still all red, so that means that we're going to have an extended raspberry season which is great. It means that there will probably be a solid month where we can go out every day and eat raspberries until we're sick of them. Which is fucking great. And we've never once planted raspberries. They're just, you know, the nature takes its course. Plants do what they do. The birds and the squirrels and the other woodland creatures eat the berries that fall on the ground. They poop in the grass, the seeds get into the soil, and they spring up. So, like, unless, pending someone, some idiot cutting them down, or <clears throat> say, uh, another like, freak in, too intense weather for them, they just, they get, there's more and more every year. And that is freaking great. 
And like I I enjoyed it so much I considered like do I just want to start grabbing handfuls of raspberries and like sprinkling them everywhere so that the raspberries can expand faster, but that would require me not eating them. Which is, I mean, I go into a zone. Um, there's one other fruit that takes me to like pure animalistic like zone like that and that is pomegranate like I can sit and eat a pomegranate in its entirety and they are a pain in the ass to eat but I turn into a like a chimpanzee and I just you know I'm tearing it apart and pulling all the little pips out and eating them and just I am completely content I don't need to be also watching TV. I don't need to be listening to music or a podcast or anything. I am 100% content in the fact that I have a pomegranate. And this holds true with uh, raspberries. Excuse me. And blackberries and the like. So, there's that. On almost the complete opposite end of, of... the spectrum the you know animalistic this is a beautiful moment um I've also started playing a new video game which I mean there's nothing wrong with video games but it's not it's like such a manufactured um high like just bells and whistles like lights and sounds and overstimulation as opposed to this singular moment but there's still nothing wrong with them. I had a fucking coworker scoff at me when I said that I would, if I had a day to myself, I'd play video games. I'd be like, "Don't you judge me, video fucking bitch." I actually really like her. She's a nice person, but um, that. W- but as it turns out, she just she thought I meant literally spend twelve hours playing video games, and I said yes, but only because I haven't been able to do that for like six years I have not been able to just fucking you know oh god talk about experiences there's a that's a different kind of zen when you just you don't ever get out of your pajamas you only eat like pizza and potato chips and like soda and just play a video game for the entire time you're awake that is something that I, I mean, I have not done in my adult life. Grant, like, that's something that was a teenager thing. Or a young... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've i been with Aislinn since I was 19. So it was a teenager thing. Like, I have not... Since I've started, like, caring about the relationship I'm in and the responsibilities I have, I have not been able to do that. And I would love to find us like a day where I could do that guilt free but I just I don't see that happening like there's always something I ought to be doing and granted that doesn't mean I can't play video games like I can be an adult and I respect the fact that I will always enjoy video games and I am never going to stop playing them I just I'm gonna have to budget time for it and right now I budget about half hour to an hour for it um on every day and I mean yes some of my friends play more but I'm, I'm I'm playing video games again which is great because there were there was a time when I wasn't getting up and exercising 
because I jog in place and play video games. That's what I do. Um, it's because that way it's also productive. I'm also burning calories. I'm bettering myself as I play the video game. And I don't think that playing video games isn't, like, isn't, is a waste of time. It just, there is so little time in a day that I've got to multitask. I've got to do something else while I'm doing it to justify it to myself. And, but I start, I beat Bioshock this morning and started Bioshock Infinite. And I've only played Bioshock Infinite about 30 minutes. And my first impression is I'm not happy that I can't save anywhere. Um, that it runs on a checkpoint system. Because that's going to make it a lot harder for me to stop playing. Because I just, I'm got to make it to that next autosave. Got to make it to that next checkpoint. Because with Bioshock 1, I could save anywhere. And I frequently did. I would, um... Yeah, I, <laughs> I'd be like, oh god, there's going to be a hard... Like, I'm, I'd almost save before I turned every corner. And that, that's a very PC game thing. And that's like, that was the platform that game was originally wrote for. Um, and now it's Bioshock Infinite is more, yeah, pardon me, a checkpoint-based game, and I, I'm sure I'll be fine with it, because the checkpoints are semi-frequent, but I know that if I haven't hit a checkpoint when my timer goes off, I'm, there's a lot more danger of me being late, um, and granted, me being late to work is... Because I always get to work like 45 minutes to an hour early. So me being late to work means I'm only to work to work like 15 minutes early. So it's never really a danger. But it's still late in my mind. And so there's a, much, there's a lot higher percentage chance that I'm going to be running late because of this game. Because I just got to make it to the next checkpoint. Just got to make it to the next checkpoint. But so far... I've really enjoyed the parallels to the first game um, and the differences. Like, because, I mean, it starts at a lighthouse, which is awesome. Now, granted, in the first game, a plane crashes by the lighthouse, and it is this giant art deco, high technology lighthouse. And in Bioshock Infinite, you are taken by rowboat to a lighthouse, and like you can see a town on the horizon. So, it, and it's just a regular old lighthouse, and it's very plain inside, and it's, and then, <laughs> and so like it's a stark contrast while being the same. Like there are a lot of the like uh, it's like similar yet opposite themes it, I, I'm really enjoying it so far and if anyone's curious I because I'm not like I didn't want to spoil Bioshock which is like a six year old game there's no way I'm going to spoil, spoil Bioshock Infinite even though that's nearly uh, six months old but I'm just past the lottery um, and I made it to like the first load screen, basically. So, that's really great. Um, I've been... I picked up a bunch of games on my uh, iPhone. Um, the new, like... 
say what you will about Angry Birds and Rovio. Uh, yes, their marketing is insane, and their product, like their merchandising, is uh, just. It's not criminal, but it is definitely, like, exploitive, and, um, but, like, someone put it this way, how many Mario t-shirts are there? Like, I was like, oh, I don't have an issue with other game companies marketing because they've existed for so long, it's just, uh, Rovio and Angry Birds came out of nowhere, and they, they hit the marketing, like, even even higher so but like is as much as i roll my eyes and am a total hipster about an angry birds t-shirt those games are great they're satisfying they're um i I actually talk about this fairly in depth in popular outcast gaming that's coming out but that like i love a physics-based puzzler um and i talk about that more in depth on popular outcast gaming but they put out a new game called uh, Icebreaker, and it's about Vikings, and it's, I, I believe, and this is a sub-company of Rovio called Rovio Stars, and they are, hel- they are like, kind of cherry-picking other smaller developers and helping them develop their games for iOS, because I believe it's Nimblebit or Nit something who originally developed the game as, like, a Flash game, and Rovio Stars help them publish, like, recode it for the iPhone and iPad and publish it via Apple. So that's kind of really cool that they are helping, because they were a small company out of nowhere, and now they're this giant company, and they're helping other smaller companies, kind of bringing them under the fold. Now, I don't know what, like, the profit split is or anything like that, but it's great. And, like, I also started playing a Disney game, and, like, the Disney games, the Where's My Water series, there are three games now. Where's My Water, Where's My Perry, and now Where's My Mickey is the new one. Again, this is reiterating what I say on Pog that comes out Wednesday. But give those a shot. Um, get the free trials. They do have free versions. Don't be deterred by the fact that it's Disney and it is marketed towards kids. It's a rock-solid game. All three of them. I recommend trying one of the free versions of Where's My Water. If that doesn't hook you, it won't. Like, that, that, yeah. Um, and I started playing a trading card game on my iPad, um, Might and Magic Duel of Champions. Um, if any of my listeners are playing that game, let me know. I would like to make friends on that game because I am very much enjoying it. Um, and again, listen to Pog for a more in-depth review. Man, guys. It's Monday. Feeling good. This week is probably gonna... Fucking lay me out like it always does. I think, um... I think our one... My one co-worker is back from maternity leave, though. So that could help take some of the workload off of my shoulders. Um, that would be nice. I would like that. Um, yeah, we'll see, you know. I ran out of shit to say a little too early. I mean, I could talk about those iOS games forever, but I talk about it way too much on Pog and, um, 
so I don't want to like spoil. I don't want to take away Pog's thunder. Also playing the heck out of Animal Crossing. I mean, Aislinn is playing it a lot more than me because I mean, granted, she's home and where the 3DS is. So and I mean, and she's mayor. So she, you know, and it's her 3DS. Granted, we share it equally. It's not like she'd ever be like, you're not allowed to play it. Because, I mean, we're fucking adults. But... It's pretty... It's... it's uh, again, listen to Popular Outcasts and Popular Outcast Gaming for a ton of things on Animal Crossing. I found that, um... Losing weight and getting more healthy has increased other appetites as well uh, to the point where um, Aislinn had to put a cease and desist on some of my extracurriculars where she's like, you gotta give me a break. And I know that her brother listens to this, but um, he's a married man. He understands. (laughs) I just made myself feel awkward. Huh. I guess that's what happens when you don't have a filter. Uh, Man. I don't want want to go to work, guys. Uh, But I already drove all the way out here. Once there was a little old ant Tried to move a rubber tree plant Doesn't he know an ant can't Move a rubber tree plant But he's got high hopes He's got high hopes He's got high in the sky apple I hopes and so take a look work from this ant. Whoops, there goes another rubber tree. Oh, there goes another rubber tree. Whoop, there goes another rubber tree plant. I don't know what a rubber tree plant looks like. Or why an ant would want to move one. Doesn't detract from the um, overall message of the song, though, which is, you know, chin up, high hopes. High in the sky, apple pie hopes, as a matter of fact. Which, as I think about that, I, uh... really don't know. (laughs) There's one song... Whenever I feel like singing, that um, always comes to mind. And for whatever reason, I, I, it's in an African language, and uh, forgive me for not remembering what it is, but I, it just, one of those things that kind of instantly memorized, and I didn't do it on purpose, but um, it's the tenor part, and I'm going to take you out on that, um, because why the fuck not, I feel like it, and this is my show, damn it. 
Um, I don't remember what it means at all. I know it's religious, but I'm going to take you out on Zia Ham. Zia Ham Baku Kanyane Quinkos. 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 Zia Hamba, Hamba Zia Hamba, oh Zia Hamba Kukanyani Quinkos. Zia Hamba, Hamba Zia Hamba, oh Zia Hamba Kukanyani Quinkos. Thanks for listening, guys. See you Friday. Let's hope it's a good week. Crap, wasn't in the right app. No, Facebook! I don't want to talk to you right now. I need to pause my thing. All right. See you Friday, guys. Humbo!